Today we're going to start the show with a bonus fun fact, and that is that the modern flying disc can trace its origins back to 1871 when a bunch of college students started throwing around empty pie tins from the Frisbee Pie Company. Now more than 60 manufacturers produce flying discs, and some of those discs are made especially for canine sports. We're going to learn all about canine disc sports today on the Family Pet Podcast. Welcome into the Family Pet Podcast, the podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. I'm your host, Michael Shirley, joined once more by Stephen, the co-host. Your older brother. So and, much fun. Yes, older, not wiser. Oh, criminal mastermind. What else can we go through? What else have we learned in these intros over the year? I have a dog who likes to play. That's right. That is, And you have another do. dog that likes to sleep. <laughs> the, on the couch. couch. Well, and Gracie's for we've had some people email like or mention like they were wanting an update on Gracie. She's still getting just, better. Yeah, I mean she's, she's still a picky eater. Yes, but I think that has just become she's a food diva now. Now, she's, now she has seen the light. Now of that we catered, catered meals. to her, that, <laughs> that's right. Okay, what will you want to? Will you eat it off of this plate or off of our hand? Right. But, but no, she's she's all good. good. Doctor Nunnery has gotten her back to. Well, <laughs> Back good. to full health We're, and normalcy of sleeping, on, sleeping the on the couch. A few weeks ago, we had Ashton Bemis came in and gave us an intro to dog sports, and your interest was piqued. Yeah. Have you increased your training with Maverick for so I any of those dog sports? I don't know. Our, ours is is disc sport. That is that is his jam fetch of of oh, what is what is she, uh, sophisticated, sophisticated fetch. Fetching. He yeah. is a sophisticated fetcher. The disc sports is is our jam, and I'm I'm. You were so. We we invited Ashton to come back to the podcast. She is once again with us uh, here recording. Hello, hello. Thank you for coming back. Thanks for having me back. Yes, the first episode where you just talked about dog sports was so informative. But we learned about you that your favorite was disc sports, and of course, I've since learned you are like really into disc sports. Yes, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But this is your you're going to be giving a sales pitch to Stephen because he has not shown up. To the disc this I field, yeah. So we're going to by the end of today's episode. Not only will we answer some questions for our curious pet parents, but we're going to convince Stephen to love his dog more by giving him a job that he loves. He, we already know everybody already knows that Maverick loves retrieving the frisbee disc, the flying disc, disc, and the balls. I'm I trying mean, to get my terminology right. Flying right. disc, <laughs> and uh, so today we're going to talk about disc sport. So we'll start with question one. Uh, in case people have, haven't listened to the episode 50, episode go 50. back and listen to it. But we're going to um, catch us up on, remind us, what is dog disc sports? Sure. Um, so disc sports are basically a team sport where you are throwing a flying disc for your dog and your dog is bringing it back to you in most circumstances. Um, but yeah, it's sophisticated fetch as we talked about on the previous episode. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just fun. It's a fun team sport to do with your dogs, instant gratification for your dogs. They're able to grab that disc immediately. It's fun. What are some other names? I always refer to it as Updog, but you told me that that's actually a venue, not a uh, the title of the sport. Are there any other names that people might call this besides 
disc sports. Yeah. So Updog is one venue. Uh, there's Skyhounds. There's Toss and Fetch. There is USDDN, UFO, FDDO, Quadruped, and AWI. Oh, my. And all of these <laughs> are related to throwing something in the air and your dog yes, catching it. Yes, they're all disc <laughs> okay. games. Yep. All right. I feel like we've already matched. We're going to have to put enough links that will match the do- the whole overview to dog sports uh, just for this. So, well, good. So there's lots of options. So people can click on those different links in the show notes and um, follow and learn more about those. Maybe we'll talk more about them here in a little bit. But what tells us if our dog would enjoy disc sports? Yeah, if you have a dog that loves to play fetch and loves toys in general, they love to tug, anything like that, disc might be for you. It's a very fun sport. It's uh, very beginner-friendly. Highly, highly recommend the sport. So I was going to share how we found out Maverick liked to play. We we got Maverick as a one-year-old. I knew that he liked playing with a ball, so we were playing with the ball. But we, my family likes frisbee. Uh, we play ultimate and and things. So I I was out backyard with with uh, one of my kids, and I I threw a frisbee, and Maverick took off at it and scared the bejeebies out of my son because Aww. you have this you have this sixty pounds coming right at because man I'm I'm good I threw the frisbee to land right at at Luke's uh, hand. But Maverick was coming, and Luke dodges out of the way as Maverick catches the Frisbee, and we were like, he likes to play catch. And so from that moment on, one of the games that we play is is throw the Frisbee to each other and don't get killed or run over by Maverick, who's trying to chase. <laughs> so that's how we found out um, that that he enjoyed disc sport. I love that. That's on so top fun. Of fetching the ball. But as you as you think about that, I mean, he just did it. I didn't train him. I didn't sure. teach him. He just did it. Uh, are there some dogs that can learn to to play disc sports? Absolutely. Um, there are a lot of resources out there. I have a few friends that have built up disc drive in their dog for uh, using food and trading and that kind of thing. Um, but a lot of people start disc sports with what are called rollers, and that's actually rolling your disc along the ground so that the dog is going to be much more apt to chase it and go grab the disc off the ground because they might wait for the disc in the air to fall to the ground before they catch it if they're not sure how to play the game to start. Um, So that's going to teach them how to drive for the disc and actually grip the disc before it falls. It's one of the things. Maverick doesn't drop hit it, it doesn't hit the ground he's he's trying to catch it before it ever hits yeah but that would be but he an does interesting he way. does do a really good job of dropping it because he wants you to throw it again oh yeah when he brings that's it great. back that's also a common problem right? so glad you don't go. have that yeah. because it, again one of the the attractions on getting him his it was he he played fetch and would bring the ball and when you'd say release he dropped it instantly mm-hmm. because he wants you to throw it yes and he doesn't want to play the game of t- uh, keep away he wants you to throw it to go fetch again so that's perfect. That's uh, exactly what you're looking for. Uh, training was not a problem with him. But, it, but any dog can be trained. Some are just more easily trained. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I mean, I have a couch potato at home. He likes to catch a frisbee sometimes in the house, <laughs> um, but he's not going to play outside. He's way too distracted, and that's fine. He's old at this point. Had I gotten into this when he was younger, I would have probably worked on building that drive. Um, but at this point, eh, it's not worth it for him. <laughs> All right. So I described that that my family throwing a frisbee is one of the things we do that late at night we would stand out in the middle of the street and mm-hmm. throw frisbee in the, in the street but some people 
aren't disc throwers. They sure. don't have the experience, but they want to participate because they, you know, this is this is the field. Is there instruction on assisting the owner on how to throw, how to send the disc in a way for the pet? Absolutely. Um, There are clubs all over the country. Uh, A lot of them will host seminars and beginner throwing seminars and that kind of thing. So that might be something you want to look into. There's tons of YouTube videos that are out there um, that kind of show you some of the basic mechanics of how to throw a Frisbee or a disc. It's one of those things that's what makes this such a team sport, even more so than some of the other sports out there, because not only are we looking at the dog's accuracy for catching the disc, but we're looking at the human's accuracy for throwing the disc as well. So either one can have either one of those two uh, team members can have an off day and affect the pair. One hundred percent. Yeah. My competitive drive is is firing up now because there's accuracy on the owner, too. Um, Yes, that's that's a challenge. I was I was describing Maverick in my streak is 29 throws in a row where he catches in a row. That's impressive. Um, which is a challenge, not just in throwing well, but the slobbery disc when oh. it comes uh-huh. back. Wet discs are not easy to throw. Um, and so that was where I was most proud of is I actually managed to to get that uh, in a row. So now my competitive, that's part of the, that's part of the competition. It's part of the game. It's all your fault. You let the there. whole <laughs> team you let Maverick down. I'm going to go Nine times out of ten, if we have a bad round, I'm like, oh, that was on me. Sorry. But sometimes uh, she just, is like, it okay one of my dogs had a bad catching day. If I come out and heckle Steven while he's throwing, is that okay? Please a, do that. I will Let's do, do that. that. Not a problem. That's it. Not <laughs> I'm not a golfer. I can take it. <laughs> that's right. What <laughs> is the equipment different? Is it... Uh, are the discs designed for this sport with your dog different than just like the regular old flying disc that you would? Yeah, get? absolutely. So the ones that you're going to find at your like regular pet store, those like cheap plastic dollar The ones we give out discs. at Family Pet Health. <laughs> yeah. We don't give those out anymore. Um, they're it's not great for your dog, unfortunately, because yes. they will shatter very quickly. They'll, uh, you know, get sharp points on them very quickly. Um, but there are lots of dog safe discs out there. Anything that's soft is a good disc to start practicing with, like Chuck It or Kong or something like that. There are also like hard plastic uh, disc companies that are specifically for dogs, such as um, Hero Disc and Hyperflight, um, Whammo, which created Frisbee, they have a few as well. There's several companies out there that create dog safe discs. Is it harder to, th- is the mechanics of throwing those discs different than a regular? To me, it is a lot easier to throw a hard plastic disc than some of those softer ones because they have more stability in the right. air. Those softer discs, you're going to have to get a lot more spin on them okay. for them to fly a little straighter and smoother. Okay. So you do, you need to go to class. <laughs> yeah. I will say we, we've got both types. We've got a hyper, we've got two hyper flights. Um, and then one of the Kong, which is a flexible little fold over mm-hmm. and it's, I throw sidearm and it's hard oh, to throw yeah, this. Throw arm. It's very well, fancy. He's a, I can throw it farther. Maverick wants the thing to go far uh-huh, fast. Uh-huh. You can throw and, farther sidearm than. Right? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Interesting. And, um, but that, the, the. The Kong, the flexible disc is is more difficult to, to it's throw. It's much more difficult to throw, but a lot of dogs do find them more rewarding because they can shake them and oh, that kind yeah. of thing. So a lot of people will use a softer disc as their lure or reward disc and then use the harder disc for the actual competition. Okay. And and I have found I have found that sometimes the the harder disc, um, especially if Maverick doesn't catch it cleanly, mm-hmm. catches it on the side, it it is more likely to bloody the gums. Oh yeah, um, yeah. They'll they'll bite their tongue or bite their yeah. cheeks sometimes. It'll, it'll come back. It'll Give him a little water. It's fine. Yeah. He, okay. He, he doesn't. He doesn't 
flinch. He doesn't <laughs> blink no, at they, it. No, they don't even notice. It's a blood but it is, sport. It is kind of <laughs> gross, though. There's blood on the disc. I'm like, all right, we're going to trade discs and go get some water. Yeah. Well, that leads me to another question. Mm-hmm. That, um, is Are there other health risks? It seems like a lot of running yeah, I, I don't run as an individual very sure. much. Um, it's hard on the old joints. I'll say that. I just don't like running anyway. <laughs> but are, are there any are there any health risks associated with this sport? I mean, there's health risks with any sport. Uh, oh, yes, my nice, my nice. border collie has she hurt her toe hiking and she was injured for quite a long time waiting for that to heal. And she plays disc and has never seriously injured herself playing disc. But it can happen. So. Um, learning how to land your dog safely is really important. Um, so if you have a dog that tends to pogo up in the air and like land hard on their back feet only, you don't want to throw the disc really high in the air because that's going to encourage that kind of landing. Um, so learning to work with your dog, um, is really important in maintaining their physical health. Um, also, you know, chiropractic or massage or anything like that is also good to, um, get involved with if you have any athlete for a dog mm-hmm. have them on a good joint supplement yeah, yeah good joint good. supplements all of my dogs are on joint supplements okay. joint supplements mm-hmm. talk, and to then- your, talk to your vet so I, I would i would say this uh is that before you start any dog sport you do need to have a consultation with your veterinarian to Agreed. see if there's any health risk because mm-hmm. i would say you wouldn't want to start doing high impact if your dog's overweight or right. has a history of mm-hmm. a recent uh, uh, joint or bone or muscle or tear, hip dysplasia, bro- hip dysplasia. anything like that. Yep. So mm-hmm. maybe um, and just, talk, talk to your vet. And then again, as always, anytime you're any pet really, but especially one that's in a a potential for injury involved uh, activity. I know where this is going. Yeah, go go with pet insurance. <laughs> is is um you can get that coverage and those are the if you've got the coverage before, then that uh, that will help yeah. help uh, ease any financial uh, Un- unexpected emergency. That's yeah. it. So, um, so we've talked uh, so far. It's just been about like throwing a disc and your dog catches and bring it back. But how do we ha- how do we turn this into a competition? Um, so I am most involved with an organization called Updog, um, and I'm wanting to get involved in Skyhounds a little bit too. Um, there's also Toss and Fetch that happens in a lot of areas, but Updog is my personal favorite um, simply because we have so many different games that we can play. Um, we have our basic Toss and Fetch, which is where you're throwing down the field, your dog's bringing it back. You throw it down the field, your dog's bringing it back. But then there's other uh, games that involve agility equipment. So they're taking jumps and then getting a catch and then getting more jumps and a catch or going through a tunnel and getting a catch. Oh, wow. Um, There is freestyle, which is where you're like putting together a routine with your dog where they're like vaulting off your body or jumping over you and making a catch. That's the ones I've seen on TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, They set it to music. Yes. It's very fun. Um, But the cool thing about Updog is all of their base games are set up to kind of learn the basic mechanics for freestyle. Um, Because some of the games, we are also running around the field in a circle with our dogs, like a game called Greedy, um, that kind of thing. So it kind of teaches your dog how to run with you and also retrieve discs. Some of the games are more beneficial if your dog can drop a disc at a distance and not bring it all the way back to you. So there's all these different skills that are involved with all of these different games. But again, I must reiterate that all of these games are very beginner friendly. Um, At every Updog competition, they go over the rules before you play each game. So you don't feel so left out or like you don't know what's going on. Also, if you're new, we always throw you like lower down in the running order so that you You can can watch watch the game being played several times before you go out and play yourself. Um, And it's also an extremely encouraging environment. 
Um, Updog was founded simply to see people have fun with their dogs and be successful with their dogs. Um, they were seeing in some other sports, it just got to be about the competition mm -hmm. and less about, you know, communicating with your dog and having a good time with your dog. Um, so that's why it was founded. And so that's truly what they believe in at their core. At our club, uh, which is called Nash Vertical, we are very reactive dog friendly. So if you have a reactive dog or a very distracted dog, we're happy to clear the field for you. So that is just you and your dog and the judge um, so that you can be as successful as you can be on that field. So my, my, my concern of coming is what happens if your dog if my dog interrupts your throwing to catch your frisbee uh, because he wants to play so much, he joins your your event. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, but yeah, we want to make sure that your all the dogs are leashed unless they're the one that is on the field playing. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's just uh, another cool thing about sports in general is that it kind of teaches your dog how to settle in a high drive environment and that kind of thing. Who stay in focused. Yes. If I'm holding the frisbee in my he'll, hand, he'll, he, he focused is focused. <laughs> what is it about up dog that, that, why is this your favorite sport? Um, kind of what I touched on earlier is just, it's such a fun environment and everybody is truly there to see you succeed. You don't hear snide comments about other players behind their backs. Like everyone is just watching and just having a great time, even if they're missing the entire time. And then they finally make a catch the entire crowd cheers. It's just, it's fun. And, uh, I don't, I didn't find that in a, a lot of the other sports that I've mm -hmm. played. Um, not that the other sports aren't as encouraged or aren't encouraging at all, but just up dog is a different vibe you found your tribe of absolutely people. yeah well now, that's good in our previous one we talked about some of the organizations or mm -hmm. the umbrella organizations and and specifically uh akc register um for some events i i don't have to have a purebred i don't have to have any papers to to play right no like, anyone can play up dog uh you don't have to have a specific breed of dog or anything there have been Everything from doodles to Cane Corsos to, uh, you know, Border Collies, obviously, and um, Whippets. Whippets. Yeah, all kinds of breeds are out there playing, and it's so much, including Shepherds. Um, but yeah, all these dogs are out here having a good time. Um, but the cool thing about Updog is we have actually partnered with AKC. So if you're into titles, you can turn in some okay. of your scores to AKC for titles. And you may not know this, Stephen, but AKC has a program called the PAL program. And so it's for dogs that of unknown origin. <laughs> of Maverick. Or, yes. uh, what are and so you? you can still compete in AKC events and get titles for your dog, even if they're not purebred. So uh, something for our pet parents out there. To All of these dog sports um, from top to bottom uh, sound to be very inclusive. The, the purpose is to get people more connected to their dogs. Yes, so. absolutely. Well, very good. And then where can we learn more about you? Because uh, well, you're like, I mean, you're, you may not say that you're a pretty big deal in this updog thing. I right? mean, no. <laughs> I mean, aren't you like so? Tell us about like you're a judge and yeah. Uh, I have I've been playing for about five years. I have been locally judging for about four, and I've been travel judging for about two, two and a half. Um, yeah, I was head judge up in Canada last year for Canadian Nationals. Heading up there again this year. Really excited about that. But yeah, Updog is all over the world. It's so much fun. It's a good time. Just another uh, uh, international. Yes, we are another international uh, uh, expert that we yeah, international. <laughs> I didn't even know this. I just, yeah, we only bring in people who know what they're talking That's about. Right. But oh, my goodness, a judge in an international competition joins us. That's. That's right. It's just so cool. And then, do you do um, classes? Do you teach at the with your with your club? Where can yeah. we? I guess 
Where can we find out more information for those that are in Middle Tennessee? So for Middle Tennessee, Stephen, yeah, um, I'm ready. Let's go. Where do I go? Find our Facebook page, Nash Vertical Disc Dogs. Uh, it's a play on Nashville because Middle Tennessee. Um, we actually meet in Lebanon most of the time at my uh, co-captain's property. Um, but yeah, Nash Vertical Disc Dogs, we post our events all the time. We have a couple seminars uh, that we have every year. So that's how you can get involved. And really, even if you don't come to a seminar, just come to an event and get started. That's how all of us got started. We didn't even go to a seminar first. We just showed up and played. That's what Now, right. Dohela and I showed up at an agility, and we just asked if we could help. We volunteered to like set jumps, right? and we learned all about it. It's a great really, way to get involved, so yeah. you can watch and learn. Mm-hmm. We're going to come. Maverick and I are going to come to an I'm holding you to it. We are, we are going to sign up. Uh, obviously, I'm going to bring Maverick. I'm going to bring his leash. Do we bring our disc? Do we use your disc? How, how does all of this? Should he bring his dog the first time? So I highly recommend bringing your okay. dog. Right. Absolutely. It is hard to play fetch without well, knowing. Well, sometimes need to show up and people want to come and yeah. watch. But yeah, if you are the kind of person that's totally comfortable bringing your dog, please bring your dog. Just get them involved in the environment to start. Uh, but yeah, it, you bring your own discs. If you need extras, we always have extras that we're happy to let you borrow. Eh, that's pretty much it. Water for your dog, some snacks maybe for you. <laughs> And give us the uh, website for that for your club one more time. Uh huh. It is Nash Vertical Disc Dogs, and the Facebook page is the best way to get information. Excellent. And if you want more information about Updog specifically, they also have a web- website, updogchallenge.com. All of the games are listed there and explained. And yeah. You hear us say this every episode, but check the show notes wherever you digest or consume your uh, podcast episodes. Well, we are now to the fun fact section of the show. This is where uh, Ashton is going to share a fun fact with us. This will be something that helps you win trivia night at the local bar or impress your friends and family at family dinner. So Ashton, do you have a fun fact for us today? Yes. So today, my fun fact is the very first disc disc dog was actually a whippet named Ashley. Guy was just playing frisbee and decided to throw it for his dog, and he showed up on a baseball field one day and just kind of jammed, and they kicked him off the baseball field, but then later the crowd loved it so much they invited him back. So, he's like so the, the, <laughs> that's the how the game of show. this dog got started. <laughs> that's awesome. Didn't well, I say, that was my last fun fact about a whippet as well? I think it was. That's yeah, funny. the dog diving whippet. Yep. So whippets, I got to check these whippets. We actually considered a whippet for Mahalo's agility, mm-hmm. but the people that we talked to, the whippet owners and breeders were like, eh, maybe too fast for her uh, right now. Yeah, they're and, real fast. And not have... <laughs> Like, they were just afraid that it would be too much of a jump up from a Havanese. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, probably so. I just jumped right in with a Border Collie for oh, my first my. agility dog. Uh, oh, Might have been a mistake, but I don't know. She yeah. loves it. That's good. For all you curious pet parents out there, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Family Pet Podcast. To learn a little bit about up dog, or excuse me, disc sports for your dog, uh, check the show notes and share this episode with a friend. If you can, please take a moment and leave a review for us or rate the show. That's how we Found, we, we get this podcast into the earbuds of more people that have pets that want to be better pet parents like you. So until next time, stay curious. The Family Pet Podcast is a podcast for curious pet parents where we believe the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. The Family Pet Podcast is a production of Family Pet Health PLLC 
and is recorded in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The statements made as a part of this show should not be taken as an establishment of any form of a veterinary client-patient relationship. All comments are for entertainment and educational purposes only, and you should reach out to your local veterinary partner before taking any action on anything that you've heard here today. We hope that you will share this podcast with a friend, and it would mean so much to us if you would take a moment to leave a review and follow wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Show notes, links, and videos to accompany today's show can be found at thefamilypetpodcast.com.